Hello and welcome to the culture. I'm Anna. And I'm Mark. And today we've got a one-parter, maybe two-parter. We're covering a docuseries on Netflix that's kind of like we were talking about. It's like cult adjacent. It, it, it's culty, but like it was actually kind of hard to find info on the cult itself because it's more of a murder story. Yeah, I don't know if they, they didn't even really like name it, right? Is it named? No. It's sort of. I don't of, think it has a name. Yeah. So, okay, we're talking about the show Sins of Our Mother on Netflix. Three part series. Three part. It's the story of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. You probably have heard about these people because, mm, like, two, three years ago, there were these kids missing. And it was all over the news. Do you remember that? I do not. So as I'm watching this, I feel that? like, number I one, did. I feel like a terrible American. You are. Uh, okay. <laughs> and number two, I was like, how did I, in the world still of obviously massive social media, yeah. how, did, how did this either not make its way to me or is there just so much of this going on that no, I just can't big. hold this in? I think it's you. Okay. Well, it could be me. <laughs> That's fair. No, it. there was a... It was big because I remember like these kids were missing and they were questioning the mom like, where the hell are your kids? And she was like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I as you're watching it unfold and there's like the actual news footage and like, yeah. the, you know, they have the videos yeah. and stuff and I I got nothing. <laughs> and I'm, the whole time I'm like, dude, Did I got- Did you watch this with your wife? No, I watched this solo. Oh, dang. I was like, I need to be better. <laughs> yeah. I need to be better. I'm glad that taught you this. It did. I learned a valuable lesson. Okay. So- we open, it's episode one. Um, I believe this one is called the 144,000. So we open up, there's a video cam with this guy. We're presuming it's her husband. It's like a body cam footage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, she's lost her mind and she's threatening to kill me. And like, I don't know where my kids are. And like, they, the police, they go in and they open up this house and there's nothing there. The cars are gone, all of this. And so we're just kind of getting introduced quite slowly in the beginning. Um, so one of the first people we meet in this show is this boy, Colby. He's not a boy. He's a man, I guess. But he's our main character's son. Okay, it's kind of tough. I'm going to be honest. From the very beginning, like there's a lot of people – yeah. And she has had a messy relationship history. Yes. So here, I've got it written down. Okay, because I needed like a drawing board. Yes. Okay, so Colby, hold on, here we go. Let's start at her life. So we're talking about Lori Vallow. So Lori is the third child of her family. Their last name was Cox. Lori Cox is how she was born. She's the third child. The next, which is the youngest child, her name is Summer. This is her younger sister. Summer will come into the picture later because she'll go to bat for Lori. Yeah, ringing a bell. Okay. This whole, the Cox family, they're a big Mormon family. Lori, since she's a little girl, is like all about that Book of Mormon. She's like, yeah. Yeah, they were in. I love Joseph Smith. And they had like the, the footage to prove it. Yes. And she was just like super into... Um. The scriptures and she said like that her dad said in the the video that she said to her dad dad you're a spiritual giant it was weird i'm like okay interesting so i think because she's mormon she gets married pretty young 
I believe she's like 18. So by the age of 22, she's already been married twice. And she has her first son, Colby. Colby's dad is not good. So she leaves Colby's dad. I don't e- we don't even know Colby's dad. So. No. I'm trying to think of who it was. No, you, we yeah. don't know. Then she marries this man named Joe Ryan. Okay. Joe Ryan is the brother of one of the talking heads in this show. She's like, she she keeps on talking to us. She's like a redhead in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Joe Ryan and Lori get married. They have a baby girl named Tylee. Chunky little baby. Yeah. She was chunky. Yeah. She was so cute. So Lori is now on marriage number three. She's in her still early 20s. Okay. She enters Mrs. Texas pageant not long after having Tylee. Which, okay, I just got to say, she's a beautiful woman. She's good looking. Yeah. I mean, she definitely has like that look. What look? Uh, What was our big hair lady? Gwen. Gwen. Like, they're not the same, but they are the same. It's a similar vibe. Yeah, the vibe is very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's yes. She's she's an attractive woman. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't say she's fine. She well, was a good looking hey, woman. You know. Hard hard to say <laughs> someone's attractive after you know what they did, right? Well, that's true. Okay, so in the Texas pageant, there's footage from her in the Texas pageant and she's being interviewed, you know, doing her stupid pageantry stuff. Sorry, sorry. That Easy. Was nice. Okay, anyways, she says she's a ticking time bomb. She's like, ah, ha, ha, I sometimes just want to murder my husband. Like, she, like, says things like that. So then, okay, we're, we're just taking diversions here, but we're going through the story of Lori Vallow's life. She goes on to Wheel of Fortune. So strange. So random. But it's important because Lori believed that everything was, like, ordained by God. Correct. None and, of these were her choices. No, and that, and that she, like... Heard it from God's voice, like, you're going to be on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> God's a very big Pat Sajak fan. <laughs> and Vanna White. And Vanna. So, okay, so she goes on to Wheel of Fortune. She's kind of ramping up a little bit and... But even her, like... Religiosity. In, but her interview's aggressive. Yeah. As I'm watching it, she's talking about, like, her kids and all of these things, and I'm just... She she's she seems like I mean when she says she's a ticking time bomb you can see it yeah yeah okay so her husband Joe Ryan the one she married and had Tylee number with. three yeah so at first very nice seems like he was a good guy over time he's becoming abusive the son Colby in his interview says that basically like he would be a little kid Colby would be a little kid and Joe would punch him in the back of the head yeah I was like okay well. We can't punch kids in the back no, of the head. No, not a good look. So he's Joe, her third husband, starts becoming physically abusive with both Colby and Lori. What she comes to learn is that Joe is also sexually abusing Colby. And then this is kind of when, from Colby's perspective, Lori's son, she starts to just like ramp up in the beliefs because she's like i'm gonna kill him like she literally goes to her bishop who's kind of like a pastor in the mormon church so remember they have different oh yeah yeah so like their bishop is like the leader of their parish okay so local yes yeah so she goes to her bishop and she's like i'm gonna kill my husband or i'm gonna go like to church 
And so she starts going to the temple, the Mormon temple, like a lot. Now, at this time, once Lori's brother Alex learned about what her husband Joe did, he tased him in the testicles. Part-time comedian. It was strange. It that I mean, I get it, but he his little he they show a stand-up set and it was like you could tell everybody was like, "What the Yeah, it's rough. It was But awkward. also as soon as you meet this guy, doesn't seem all there. No. No. So, obviously they break up. After Joe, they start moving a lot. Now we're on the fourth marriage. Okay, so we're It's a great start. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like some stability in someone's life. And it's 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 so interesting to me because being so Mormon, like like family is huge. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me that she's gone through four marriages. Like that's a lot. And early. Yeah. I mean, these aren't like, like over like decades. In her 30, maybe yeah. maybe her thirties. So okay, now she's on her fourth marriage. She marries this guy named Charles Vallow. Charles seems like a normal dude. Nice, normal. Yeah, he didn't, no red flags no. off the bat. No, I, honestly, like he didn't seem, if anything in this situation, it seems like he was really a victim. So Charles joins the church and he quits drinking because of Lori, because she's all Mormon. In 2013, they adopt his like nephew or cousin. I, I can't remember who. It was something, it was a family member though. It was like, like it wasn't a, a random. It was like his sister's kid's kid. kid. Yeah. Something odd. Yeah. So they adopt this family member, JJ, little boy who has autism. And, you know, again, the the religiosity is just, it's just creeping up and up and up. Colby, her son, says she starts taking down any pictures on the wall and everything is either Joseph Smith or the temple. It's like things are getting a little bit more... Mormon. Yeah, it becomes her sole focus. Yes. Because, again, she's receiving revelation revelation from God. So that's what I was just going to say is that Lori at this time is now saying that she's prophetic, that she's hearing God's voice. She can hear spirits and spirit sisters. And at this time, God tells her to move to Hawaii. I think he told me that, too. (laughs) I think he tells a lot of white people. Hey, there's a lot of there are a lot of worse places. So they move to Kauai. And they become members of the Hanalei branch. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I've never been to Hawaii. Mm, you should go. I know, but it's bendy. And it's far. The, the indigenous people don't want us there. So oh, I kind of want to respect that. Hey, also kind of the American way, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm not trying to be like <laughs> Oh, that. you're trying to break the trend. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Lori goes to this mormon church there she becomes friends with this woman named april they bond because they're both divorcee mormons which again is is unique that's not like a typical thing yeah especially for women especially in hawaii i feel like that's, that's a layer i don't know i don't think that oh i guarantee you could count on one hand there's actually a lot of mormons in hawaii divorced mormons oh i don't know <laughs> i bet it's one hand i bet it's one hand okay so then during this time where she's befriending this woman named April, she's kind of complaining to April about her marriage because she's like, Charles isn't like Mormon enough. Like he's not spiritually leading me. What do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, there's like, I think there's a sense of this idea of, of leadership. Some people really do like to be led. Like they have this feeling that a connection like that, when it, it shows like 
not only caring, mm -hmm. but it shows like um, almost like direction. Mm. I think there's something but to say about that, but she's on such a level. Only Joseph Smith could have been leading her at this point. Well, yeah. So, okay. So remember the angel Moroni? Yes. Big figure in the Mormon belief system. Statues, the whole thing. Because he's the guy who directly communicated with Joseph Smith. Yep. Okay. So she says at this time, she's she and Moroni are on the reg chatting. Damn. Chatting it up. She says, I no longer need to sleep very much because I'm getting messages from angels all night. I mean, all night. He's just, she's so busy. So this is my question. Coming from a psychological perspective, are we having a psychotic break? Like, are we hallucinating? Hearing some voices? Yeah, like, if you're staying up all night, like, I just want to know, like, what's going on? Like, are we getting checked for other things, you know? Yeah, I'm, but this is a gift. Uh, yeah, and I... Listen, I'm a I'm a religious person and a person of science, so I I can see both. But at some point, I'm kind of like, oof! Like, you're not sleeping. Like, that's not. I don't know. Does well, God want to keep you up all night to like that, talk your ear off? And then like that lack of sleep, right? Exactly. Psychologist exactly. like compounds all of these things. Like yes. that's the number one if thing you, that causes that. If you don't sleep, you will hallucinate for sure. So then, if you're hallucinating. And then you're not sleeping, and then you're, you know what I mean? It's and you're justifying you're not sleeping because right. of these, how powerful and how important these hallucinations are. Yeah. So we'll talk more about her mental state later because I think it's very interesting. Um, okay. So then they're living in Hawaii, and then she's like, we're moving back to Arizona. Bye. Chandler, baby. Moroni says, Chandler, Arizona. Have you been there? Mm, no. Oh. But my wife's from AZ. So. Oh, okay. So then... Colby, her son, starts dating this girl. Yo, my man's got a girl. And she's not Mormon. She's no. like evangelical, it seems like, maybe. Yeah, I think this, I think she's religious. Yeah, she's Christian. Yeah. But she's not Mormon. No. And Lori's not happy. Red flag. She says to her, Lori says to her future daughter-in-law, you know, Jesus loves you, but he loves me more. Yeah, it's a tough relationship. <laughs> that... I thank you, God, for my mother-in-law because I just could not. Like, I can't imagine my mother-in-law, like, trying to compete with me. It's weird. Well, you see, too, like, this does put a damper on the relationship between Colby yeah. and, and his the rest of his family because yeah. he's basically shunned. Not shunned, but he's, he's outcasted yeah. because right. of this girl that he really, really likes. Right. So he ends up marrying her. Um, I can't remember her name. But he ends up marrying her, and she, Lori, starts just becoming depressed. And now she's thinking, okay, apocalypse now. This is happening, like, ASAP. I got to start prepping. Got to start collecting some some dried out food. Yes. So, she and she even said to some of her friends and family, like, you know, like, she was really, really terrified. Like, she thought this shit was going down. Yeah. And she said, like, maybe sometimes I think maybe it'd be better for me to just drive me and my kids off a cliff than live through these end times. And I want to make the point here, too. Like, LDS, you know, Mormon, mm -hmm. stands for Latter-day Saints. So that's ingrained in their belief system, too. Not to the same degree, but they believe that we're in the latter days and that Christ is coming again soon. Soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More so than maybe some other. Yeah groups so alex and Lori, uh so Lori and her brother alex start listening to a podcast dude could it be ours 
I don't think it's ours. I wish it was ours. That'd be so sick. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing. And then they start making their podcast. Their podcast. It's called Feel the Fire. And it's an interesting one. Have you, did you listen to it? No, but they had sound bites in there. No, but I, I did you go back? No, I wanted to, but I forgot. Is it still Um, up though? They can't have it still up. I bet you. She, I don't want to spoil it. So the woman, Melanie, her co host, her voice was very soothing. I don't know if you noticed that. She reminded me of Delilah. Hey, are you in? No. Hey. No, but you know Delilah? On like. Hey there, Delilah. No. Hmm. You don't know Delilah on like late night, like radio? She's like, hey, welcome to whatever with Delilah. Do not know that. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Not listen to late night AM radio. It's not AM. Okay. Okay. So anyways, she, she starts doing this podcast and this podcast is all about apocalyptic stuff. She also starts going to these conferences called Preparing a People, which are like Mormon-esque conferences, again, that are focused on the end times. And there's this presenter there named Chad Daybell. And this is where shit gets twisted real quick. Hey, not a great speaker though, huh? When everybody's like, he's charismatic, I was like... "Mm." Oh, didn't love him. Looks like King of the Hill. Yeah, and didn't love what he... Didn't love the way he spoke. Like I'm no. expecting like some used car salesman, like He's elegant, like he flows, everything's there. It seemed, very, I was like, did you just get the script five minutes ago? <laughs> this feels very choppy. It's, I mean, I think as you and I are teachers and we have to present every day, it's like if I had to be in that class with that guy as a teacher, I'd, I'd die. Oh, like, there's nothing worse than a bad presenter for a teacher, oh. right? Yeah. It's tough. It's rough. But yeah, she goes to these and there are people in there like taking notes. Yeah. They're like, they're, it's, it's Tony Robbins meets. Extreme Mormonism. Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So Chad is this dude who always, for whatever reason, was like someone who was able to gain followers. In 1985, he went and served a Mormon mission in New Jersey. And apparently he set all these baptismal records. Cause that's like the goal. Like, yeah, it's a, num- it's a numbers people. game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, you can't grind in day in, day out on the streets with a bicycle in the middle of summer (laughs) unless it's a numbers game. Right. So then after his mission, he goes back to Utah and he goes cliff diving. And according to him, this is when he has his first near-death experience. First of a couple. Yeah. He he passes out or he 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 loses consciousness. Yeah. Now, from this point on, though. Hey, that's what he says. Yeah. You know who else has that? Nobody, because nobody else has that same story besides him. Right. So he now can see the future. He's Raven now. Yeah, as one does. So then he he meets this woman named Tammy. They get married. And then he starts writing all these books about his near-death experience. And so he's like, let me just make my own uh, publishing company. So then we meet this woman named Julie Rowe. Julie Rowe's the other kind of crazy lady who also is like, intense and she's like she's talking about like how she has spiritual gifts as well oh yeah but she's kind of a hater she is but she's also similar she's in the same crowd oh they're oh yeah oh they're at the same poker table yeah but she also is like she's like chad was right about this but he was wrong about this he's not gonna be the savior jesus is like yeah but she goes pretty hard in the paint yeah and she also (laughs) thinks pretty highly of herself as well for sure but i'm like bro pot kettle dude what are we talking about right now (laughs) yeah 100 percent. so so she tells us that chad after he started having these visions or whatever 
he starts saying that he can label people. Like, okay, so pretend I'm Chad and you're a rando. You're you, Mark. If I'm Chad, I look at you and I can almost like read your aura almost, but I can see how many past lives you've had. And I can also see, I have a, I have a ranking system from 6D to 6L, okay? 6D is like, you're freaking demonic. Yeah, dark side. And si- Yeah, you are Darth Vader. Yeah. And 6L is you're on the other end of the spectrum. You're pure light. Yeah. And so I'd be like, you are a 6D if I was Chad. Hey, you wouldn't say that though. <laughs> I, but he writes it down. Hey, change my number. <laughs> Change my number, change my letter. Hey, change my number, change my letter. <laughs> but this idea of, of past lives is like a huge thing. But that's it's a little odd because I don't I don't think that that is uh, in my understanding. I've never heard of that necessarily. In, being consistent with LDS, with, right? Yeah, that's not Mormon, right? Beliefs. Yeah, we're hitting like Eastern, a lot of Eastern yes. religion reincarnation type stuff that's going on here, right? But so, he also said not everybody though. Yeah, there's like a moment where they're like, people, some people, this is, they haven't had more than first one. Go around. Yeah. But yeah, this label system, I don't know why I went like acid and base with it, like chemistry style, oh, where I was like, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. like you dip the little thing in and it turns like a certain shade of pink yeah. or blue and you're like, oh, that's a real basey. Maybe that's how he does it. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, he has this whole system of rankings. Yes. Which we've seen before with other groups too. Applying yeah, like labels to things. I've never seen it like so codified. With numbers. With numbers and a scale. It's like they, they say, oh, you're a suppressive or, oh, you're a this. But I've never seen it like you're a five suppressive versus a seven suppressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've never seen it like that. So but I do think that like the specificity of it creates legitimacy. It's kind of fun. I mean, doesn't it create <laughs> legitimacy though? Yeah. If I said, oh, like. But why do you, why is there, I mean, kind of, but also kind of not because it's like, why is it six to six? Yeah, I mean, there, like, I, I mean, there's problem with the system. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I'm also like, oh, a four. I'm like, okay, well, now this makes me better than the five <laughs> D. I got one less demon than this guy. Yeah. Uh, so, so Chad believes that there's going to be an apocalypse, and he um, says that there's going to be only 144,000 that are going to be saved. This is a number that we see all over a lot. Old Testament. Um, and that the New Jerusalem here, everybody listen up. It's in Rexburg, Idaho. Dude, I called that so <laughs> long ago. I already bought my property. Good. So he also believes that he's going to be the guy, like, leading the righteous in the apocalypse. Chad. Not Jesus. Chad is. Yeah. Um, and so he really believed that his books were, like, scripture, basically, and that he was kind of trying to create new religion. Well, Lori falls in love with him. Mind you, Lori's married to Charles, okay? Charles, the guy who converted to Mormonism for her but isn't Mormon enough, basically, not her spiritual leader. So they start, like, having this intense emotional affair. Like, but it's not like, hey, I want to, you know, snuggle you. It's like, hey, my husband has demons in him, and we need to exterminate the demon, yeah, it's very, it's a it's a it's a religiously driven emotional affair. It's the weirdest thing ever. So she starts claiming that Charles he's on the D side, her husband. Yeah. And that, okay. His demon's name 
Do you remember what his demon's name was? No. Oh, no. I lost it. Ned N- Schneider. Yeah. Yes. Why is I, it a Jewish guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> it, that's a real weird one. Ned Snyder. I, I'm not understanding what's happening, but... Don't they name another demon as well? And it's also a very normal, yeah. like, yeah. English name. Yeah. Which is not it's, common. It's not like Beelzebub. It's like Sarah. Right. <laughs> it's very strange. And they don't give any context for the naming of these. No. But they'll refer to it. Oh, that yeah. was Ned. Yes. Yes. So Lori is trying to basically get out of this marriage with Charles so she can be with Chad. And so she tells her son Colby that Charles was cheating on her. So then it starts getting real messy because Charles is like, this isn't true. And Charles emails the whole family and is like, Lori's nuts. She's saying I've got a demon in me named Ned. And basically everybody thinks he's just like guilty and he's trying to like kind of project. Yeah. But like it's actually true. The whole thing is true. But nobody would even read the emails because they were like, oh, they're being messy. Like, we're not going to get involved. Well, super awkward, right? Imagine <sighs> getting that email. You're like, Dude, Could you I'm imagine the- if your stepdad yeah. emailed uh, yeah, you? I don't know like, what your to do mom right is now. telling me that there's a demon in me. Like, you're like, can you handle this? Yeah. Like, so then, but Charles is alarmed because he goes away on a flight to Houston and then she cancels his flight back. Yes. Like, she's just, like, <laughs> and then she steals his car. And this is where we saw in the beginning the body cam footage of Charles getting home and being, like, where the hell is all my shit? Yeah. She, he gets the cops to open the garage door. Yes. The cars are gone. Yes. And then he literally, I don't remember if it's him or the cop, literally kicks in the door to the yes. house. I think it was him. He, well, I think he's, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Someone, yeah. like, gives permission either way. Right. So then. And it's gone. Yeah. Everyone's gone. gone. Everything is gone. Everybody's gone. Kids are gone. Yeah. And mind you, that's his kid. Like, it's, they adopted JJ, but that's his blood. It's not her blood. You know what I mean? Not not to say that any means anything, but, like, she's being erratic, and yeah. then, like, she's taking this kid. Okay, so then the next day, Charles goes to the school to try to intervene. And so he tries to steal her keys. Because JJ has to get dropped off at school. Yes, and she takes him to school. Well, she somehow has, has a spare key on her. I know. It's so strange. So she dips out of there. And he's calling the But police. he has he has her purse. He has her purse. He has her, her phone. But then we see the footage of her in the police station with her daughter, Tylee, and they're talking to the police officers, and she's just charming them. Nonchalant as can be. She's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, I I mean, I'd like to get my purse back. Yeah, super like, flirtatious. Very, like, and the guys are like, you're fine. You're not mentally ill. Like, yeah. They're... Her act is working. But this is where I'm like, bro, is she insane or is she a psycho? That's different. Like, is she mentally ill? Or is she so manipulative? Correct. That she can fake it until she. Because it does. It's really good. Yeah, like you. You wouldn't think she's mentally ill in that in that no. interview. I mean, she definitely like the guys were being a little. They were not asking very good questions. Like, why'd your husband take your keys? What's going on? Like, you know. But but still, she was not like. She didn't seem to be like whacked out. No. So. Okay, so she goes and gets a psyche eval, though. Doesn't get committed. So everybody's like, okay, well, I guess she's fine. Yeah. 
So then her and Charles break up and Charles moves to Houston and he starts coming weekly to visit their son, JJ. Well, Charles does some digging and he sees that there's an email from him that he never sent to some dude named Chad Daybell. And he's like, what the hell? And so he realizes that Lori, his wife, has been sending emails to Chad from from Charles, Charles. impersonating Charles so that she can basically communicate with Chad without Chad's wife being notified of this affair. So Charles is like, I'm telling people like what's happening. I'm going to tell Tammy like, you're cheating on me. I'm not cheating on you. So then they're going to, they're trying to organize an intervention for her. Cause they're like, she is like being a lot right now. So Charles and Lori's brother, Adam try to do this. And you see that Lori catches on and you see a text message from Lori to her brother, Alex, who is in the podcast game with her. The comedian guy. Yeah. Um, and so she says, Alex, I need you to stay close to me because an intervention is coming and we need to get rid of Ned. Yeah. That's, that's exactly where she cites like not Charles. Yeah. No, we need to get Ned. Yeah. I think this was Ned and we need to get him. So then Alex, when Charles comes, Alex shoots Charles. Like four times in the chest, and Alex dies. I mean, sorry, Charles, Charles dies. dies. And Alex claims self-defense. He also claims that he gave him CPR, but he did not. So it was this was not a self-defense situation. What's crazy and what I like is like we have the nine one one like call. Yeah. Like we have the body cam footage. Yeah. Like you we see the lot. you see the bat that apparently he was hit with on the back right. of the head. Right. You see the entire thing unfold. Yes. And so he's dead. He's dead. And so I think that's where we're going to end it today. And we will cover the rest in our next episode. And part two is worse than part one. It's getting worse. It's going to get worse. So if you want to follow along with us and you have not watched yet, recommend you watch episode one. Yeah. Maybe episode two? No, we're not in episode two yet. Episode one. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Finish this thing out. Finish off 2022 right. Alrighty. See ya.